I'm Dallas. And I am Giovanni. And we are Black in Session. It has been a minute. We had the holidays. Uh, what was the last what was the last thing we covered? It's been a minute. Uh, sex education, I believe. I think we covered the full season. Did we touch on on uh, the second half of what? You, I was about to say Euphoria. That's not what it is. <laughs> no. Go- but we, uh, no, Gossip Girl. Um, Gossip Girl, we, yeah. I think we talked about... Oh, I don't even know. We talked about it, actually. I think we may have talked briefly about like a few episodes. I think yeah. it came out in like two batches um, of like three episodes or something like that. Yeah. Um, but no, we did not finish that off. But like we can have like a separate off uh, podcast to, to talk about it if you want. Like I, I definitely think there's interesting things that have certainly happened in that last Yeah, I'm very curious what the next season looks like for that show. A very different type of show. Um, H, like we were joking, HBO... HBO Max should basically be HBO Teen. I mean, they have a lot of adult stuff. Well, should, like, I think they should have a teen division. A teen yeah, like, division, because they are like definitely... Like the categories when you like are on HBO Max should be like, yeah, you know, family. A teen page, yeah, because they, they have lots of teen content and they just keep coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that? What's what's coming out? There's something coming out. They just uh, acquired the rights, I guess, to Degrassi's. Degrassi, so yeah. They're going uh, to be airing, I guess, like uh, the first... 14 seasons of that as well as creating a like updated new i version i'm like do we need to do it the netflix one was so good and so current i was like i guess i mean again i i I had to i had to have take i took myself to the red table while watching it and realized (laughs) i'm just no longer a teenager and haven't been for for a while um, and so a lot of the things are just very unrelatable to me. But then again, I watch a lot of teen shows that are yeah. unrelatable to me. But this just it felt the most Gen Z. Whereas, Absolutely. Whereas most teen shows you watch today on like any channel really feel like very much still the same kind of teen show we've been watching from like the 90s. Like I, I think of like Riverdale and like. Yeah. Even you could say A Gossip Girl. That the. Not Degrassi, Degrassi. Well. <laughs> and that's where I think Euphoria is breaking the mold. Um, the Netflix Degrassi, I felt like very, um, very Gen Z focused in mind. Like it, it was just, it was no longer about. And I and I felt that in the writing and just like the, the plots. Like, yeah. Okay. I also uh, got more soapy in a way where I was like, this isn't exactly the the structure. I think episodically of the way original Degrassi was, but you know. Yeah. Things change. No, I totally get that. I, um, yeah, I definitely felt very Gen Z and it was cool. I was a teacher at the time, teaching high school, and it was fun to talk to kids who loved it. They talked about it, they saw themselves in the characters, and I, I saw it. I saw it for what it is. That's why I'm like, I don't know if another, another Degrassi right now, like, I don't know what new it could say. I guess it can address, you know, what it's like after COVID or whatever without going into COVID. Cause that, who wants that? Um, Maybe. I don't know. Uh, that, that's the part that it's like starting to rub me wrong is that like people keep saying, I don't want to see COVID on TV. And I'm like, but I do. Like, I find it fascinating. Like, I want to see, like, I'm, I'm currently watching the new season of Amazing Race that famously began filming right before COVID shut down mm-hmm. and then they refilmed or back up in the fall. And they've been very conscious of like, yeah, like, we're going to address the break, but like, it's not going to be focused much on like the pandemic. 
I'm like, but like that's a missed opportunity for me. Like yeah. we were filming at the beginning, and then it shuts down and comes back. Like that's that's wild to me. And even watching like this most recent season of Survivor, which filmed in the middle of the pandemic, I guess. But like they talked briefly about it, and there was like hints about it, but it still felt very removed. And I'm like. That's not the world that we actually live in anymore. Like, I don't want to live in some sort of escapist thing. But that's me being me. I understand that I don't speak to the world, unfortunately. I feel like I should. Yeah. Well, Abbott Elementary was filmed during the pandemic, and there is no mention of it at all. Um, yeah, let's jump into it. Abbott with Quinta Brunson, I think her last name is. But yeah, like, I've been a fan of hers since. Oh, that large. You- that's one of her videos. Yes. I need to go back That's and watch the some thing of videos. that like got her claim to fame. Like, I got to go oh, back and watch that because I I first saw her in this YouTube series. I forgot the name of it. It was about being broke in LA and trying to live life. It was a YouTube Red series. Relatable content. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And then I was so excited for her when she got on Black Lady Sketch Show. And then her book came out. And I was like, and then when I heard about Abbott, it was like, oh yes, this this is her moment. This is about teachers too. And her mom was a teacher. Uh, so yeah, very excited for her. I think I honestly think this is the next office. Honestly, I'll say that every time, and I stand by it. Yeah, I mean, I guess we should just name that we're going to be covering this show now until I guess it's seasons and Thir- thirteen episodes. Mm-hmm. So this episode, or this podcast episode, we're going to be covering just the first three episodes, not in an episodic way, but more just like looking at the character arcs and whatnot and then moving forward we'll do episode recaps of this um as we typically do um but yeah so that's where we're going to be spending the next you said 13 episodes right so mm-hmm. i guess what are we down to like 13 10 episodes the next 10 weeks uh mm-hmm. give or take a break here and there for you know the network but i'm excited i think you know we're both our teachers i'm well you're a former teacher. I'm a current teacher. Um, so it's exciting to sort of see. There's not many shows that take place around, like in the school setting from that perspective. Yeah, and it's the always the do, yeah. kids. Um, it's usually, yeah, like you said, it's usually the teen characters and then whatever, like there might be like one main character that's like a teen. Yeah. And they phase out. Um, so it's exciting to see. And I mean, just like holistically from the first three episodes, even from the pilot, um, like this shit is good like it's very good and like you said it feels very much like the next office the next parks and Rec. like i think this is going to be one of those like top tier comedies that people Absolutely. talk about like go back and binge watch years later i'm doing it already <laughs> and it's it's just good for a variety of reasons that we will get into but yeah. i'm really i'm really liking it I appreciate it has a very small cast, but yet it still feels like a large lived-in world. I'm excited. I, I think this, I mean, I've only heard good things about it so far, so I think a season well, two is a no-brainer. We'll get into we'll get into the criticism. It's it's a stupid criticism. I I think I know what you're talking about, yeah, but like we it's don't hilarious. Have, we don't have to um later we'll talk about that. Yeah. But um I think a season two is a no-brainer. And, oh, absolutely. I'm uh, like, they're probably already gearing up for yeah. it or something. Yeah. My only concern is that, like, even within these first three episodes, they've each had their own plots. There's still kind of a bit of, like, repetitiveness happening. Um, and I worry of, like, long-term storytelling. 
of how many different episodes can you have. I mean, they have the whole season to prove me wrong and shut me up. Uh, I'm enjoying what they have so far. That's not to say that like I'm bored or like don't like anything. I think it's getting better and better by the second. Um, but I just, I had that in mind of like, mm, okay, so like is Janine going to be doing this every single episode? Like these similar-esque types of lessons that she has to learn? That's going to get a little like, you know. But hey, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I do wonder why it's 13 episodes Maybe because it was, you know, it was a mid-season, mid-season pickup and they want to see how well it does before they give it a full season order. So maybe it'll be 22 episodes or maybe it's like you said, like only 13 is nice and cute to avoid uh, getting repetitive. Well, I mean, I think the reality is, is a lot of the shows, right? A lot of networks right now are still adjusting to like their programming schedule due to the pandemic. Oh, yeah, um, you're right. There's um, that. Yeah. I think the CW like is in some weird like we just got back with our seasons of like half of their content um, and stuff. So it's like I think it's a mix of that. A mix of what you said being a mid-season show. I think also intentional like a lot of shows are moving away from the 22 episode order. No. Um <laughs> What? That's money. No, <laughs> nineteen. Nineteen is good. Um, but uh, because you know, like all the streaming shows, right? There, yeah. You'd be hard pressed to find one that's more than thirteen. Thirteen yeah. episodes is a lot for a streaming show, right? Now. Yeah, ten. I think eight to ten is perfect. Yeah, the um, magic number I think for streaming is like you said, eight and. Yeah, I feel like eight. I like eight because. Um, even with 10, sometimes there's an episode that feels a little bloated and like, oh, we just need to get to episode 10. Whereas eight, it's like, it's tight. It's, everything is packed. Everything is happening. So, but we'll see. But anyway, so yeah, Abbott, about these, I love that it's so black, you know, in this school in Philly, uh, this elementary school, bunch of black teachers. They are the leads in the in this story. The principal is black. You know, the mentor teacher, the older teacher is black. The main character is black. I'm like, okay. And the, the substitute teacher is black. We'll talk about Everybody Hates Chris very soon. Don't worry. <laughs> the janitor is black. It's like, hey, mate, this is a black show. The kids are black. The kids mostly. are black. Yeah, wasn't, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, we can talk about it. We'll talk about the first three episodes. We're a little behind. And then going forward, we'll be talking about it episode by episode. So, we'll be talking about the pilot. We'll be talking about the light bulb. And what's the last one? The wish list. The wish list. Wish list, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about it character by character. So who do you want to start with? I mean, we could just start with our main character, I guess. Janine. Okay, with Janine. Little Miss Quinta herself. Who gives me very Teach for America, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tail. I wonder how long she's been a teacher. Do they ever say that? This isn't her first year, is it? In her, no, I think it's maybe her second and or third year. I feel like it's her second year. Okay, it's very early. In the pilot episode, I think they mentioned how like there was like a certain amount of us that started and now it's just a oh, yeah. white dude and I think the, the other teacher that quits in the pilot. Yeah, okay, so maybe it was, maybe it is second year then. Yeah, I think but it it's is, her second year. But it does start in the spring semester. So maybe it is still her first year. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. Whatever, whatever. She's newish and she's very excited to be here. She like is very, you know, optimistic, idealistic, as many teachers are. 
I remember when I first started teaching, I, um, my mom and I watched all the teacher movies like Freedom Riders, Dangerous Minds, and I thought that was going to be me. You know, I was like, I'm going to go in and change these lives. So yeah, so she definitely has that, that attitude of like, I want to make a difference. Uh-huh. She definitely does. And I think that, um, I'm sorry, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. And I think that she very much represents that like idealistic, doe-eyed, innocent teacher who thinks like you said, you're going to make a difference and change. And I think on a certain level, her being a woman of color, a black woman, um, she's probably like, you know, I'm, I'm like these kids. I'm from the community. I can do this, you know? I feel like I, I, having been a teacher of color myself and seen many teachers of color, I think that's a very common mindset for a lot of us um, going into education. I don't know if you saw that as well. No, absolutely. That, that definitely was me. Like, it's like, oh, I'm teaching my people like this opportunity. Like, you know, it was the first in my family to graduate college. So I want to be one who like helps someone do the same. Like you feel like you, I guess I, I I don't want to say the burden, but you feel it more like a responsibility. It's like, I'm helping my community get better. Yeah. Um, And just like, you can see how she treats the profession of education and teaching. Mm -hmm. So like precious and it's like such an important thing, um, which is so interesting in light of everything going on in the world right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And just like, even before the pandemic, just the views of education by others. Do you think she's a perfectionist? Oh, sorry. Do I think she's a perfectionist? I don't think so. I think she's passionate. Okay, it's just passion. Yeah. She definitely has this thing where she doesn't want to fail and she doesn't want to like fall on her face or do bad. Like think about the light bulb moment where she just was determined to fix it. And she's just like, she fucked it up and she was determined to still keep trying no matter what. Like, and it feels, I'm wondering where that comes from. I think from her passion for education and like, I mean, you know, she's doing the job that presumably she's wanted to do her whole life. I think, yeah. I don't know if we've gotten her backstory in the first few episodes, but I think she's just like, you know, I want to help these kids. These kids need me like full all time, like fully. And so I have to show up for them as best as I can. And that means that I have to be more than just a teacher. I have to and sometimes be custodian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see why you can make her be a perfectionist. I just don't see her as one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. just passionate. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's, I think that's pretty much the crux of, crux of the show is her passion up against like the realism of mm-hmm. like the constraints of being a teacher. Like, um, and I think there are obstacles in her way mm-hmm. that are realistic. I would say, like in the school. And she's passionate about helping people, right? Mm Because, like, being an educator, in many ways, you are helping, you know, students to Mm -hmm. learn to become whatever they want to be. And thinking about the third episode, she was very, like, adamant and passionate about helping, um, what's Miss Shirley Rowski? Barbara, yes. A woman of God. Um, (laughs) Very passionate about helping her to the point where she gets into the whole, like, was it TikTok videos they were making? Yeah. Um, of it all um and so that's what i think i think she is just like a a toxic helper if that that's you know i want to help so badly that i end up doing more harm or causing harm because of my desire to help 
um, or not knowing how to help. So, yeah, I would say that's her trait. Yeah, I guess she thinks if she just tries hard enough, she can fix everything. Like, just, just give it your all and it'll be fixed. Mm-hmm. And I think and, that's... And seeing herself as a problem solver. Problem solver, definitely. Yeah, because mm-hmm. when she... And I think that's something she learned with the third episode when she goes to see... I do not know his name. The substitute teacher. Greg. Greg, yeah. Yeah, yes. Greg, yeah. When she goes to uh, Greg's and like tries to help him with decoration, decorating his classroom, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, you know. She recognized when she went back, she's like, sorry for, I forgot her word choice, but like, sorry for like, you know, being all in your business, which mm-hmm. is what she does. Like, oh, I can help. She oversteps. Oversteps, yes. Definitely mm-hmm. oversteps. Mm-hmm. That is but her heart is in the right place, you know, and yes. I think... That's why we root for her. Yeah, in each episode, she learns like a lesson either from Barb or um, what's her name, Melissa Miss Gimanetti. I like I like Melissa. I like her little whatever she got going on. <laughs> <laughs> whatever she got going on. <laughs> um, but she learns these like you know, I guess they're not necessarily life lessons, but teaching lessons. Haha. Yeah. Um, from both of those characters in the first three episodes. Um, which is important, and I think you sort of see her. I mean, she definitely feels like she's chilled out a lot more mm-hmm. between episodes one and two, and, and then when you see her in three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think she's just, at her core nature. She's just going to be an over enthusiastic, problem solving, person. And we like that about her. That makes a great main character. Like we're rooting for them, and they're just going. They're going to be very active. They're not going to yeah. sit around and like they want to solve problems. I mean, it's it's if you think about it, she is um, Amy Poehler on. Um, oh, absolutely. 100%. Fuck, what was her 100%. name? The character's name, I forgot. Leslie Nope. Uh, Leslie Nope. Yes, like she is hundred percent Leslie Nope. She is the teacher version of Leslie Nope. Like if Leslie Nope was a teacher, this would be her. Uh, yeah. Know, obviously, a black, black shorter woman, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's that same energy, you know. Yeah. I don't think the office quite had somebody in that. No particular role but um yeah no it's fun yeah i think also the little bit of her like personal life that we got more so in the second episode just a second yeah yeah um was interesting and i think you know obviously is laying the foundation and seed work for a plethora of storylines down the road both between her and gregory and then just like boyfriend and just her own did she break up with him no. no, she just told him because I think laid down she, the law. Yeah, because I think they have like a and she references him. I think in the third episode. Oh yeah, she's like, you need to look at the rent now. Like yeah, right. she gets a little bit more firm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I dig it. So yeah, we'll see about that. But yeah, we definitely obviously we see the hints of her. And, and I Greg. like that in the second episode. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, I like that in the second episode um, that you do see a bit of her um, personal life and you see that like she was already going crazy about like the whole light bulb situation but like it was being fueled by her frustrations in her relationship because me as a teacher I know that while I'm good at compartmentalizing a lot of my emotions as just a person sometimes the things that I experience in my outside life do bleed into how I show up at work um mm-hmm. It does not make me a problem solver, I'll say that, but it does, you know, it does affect me um, in terms of how I interact. Not so much with the kids, because I'm pretty good at, like, separating that, like, how I interact with other people. 
Yeah. You know, for me, I see kids as not, they do not have access to the same range of emotions, I feel like, as adults are fully understanding the full range of emotions that humans can experience, whereas adults, they're able to. And so it's like, if I'm upset, I can be upset around other adults because you will know how to deal with me being upset versus kids. <laughs> you will think that, like, I hate you. Hate you, yep. No, um, yeah. And we can't have that because kids often think very literally. Mr. Anduhar hates me. <laughs> no one said that this year, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I'm really excited for Janine. I think she I think she is, now that we really say it, like a very Leslie Nope, you know, in that vein of like earnest, good, good intense, like hard worker, you know, lead. Um, who just gets herself into trouble. Um, mm-hmm. And I think in a way that, like, Leslie, no, because of her, I guess, job, the jobs are just different, but she didn't have, like, mentors, per se, aside from, um, what's his name, Ron? Um, she, uh, uh, Janine, is benef- benefits from having at least two old, older mentor teachers. No, they're not, they're not, they're not, like, enthusiastic mentors. I guess Ron is the same though. Actually. Yeah, he wasn't enthusiastic, but he was also, also wasn't overly helpful. Yeah, because I think they do tell, like they straight up give her advice. It's just a shit yeah. often. It's just like, but no. Yeah. And then by the end, they're like, the reason why we told you this was because. Um, but it works out. It still yes. works out. Whereas I felt like Ron always was just like let her spiral, and at the very end, see what happened here was. Yeah, no, yeah, I get it. Yeah, and should we move on to Barbara since we're talking about her? Uh, she loves her husband. She loves her God. She, um, yeah. but she also likes that anchor from. Oh yeah, what's his name? News but... I forget. Oh my Something God. about his non-regional dialect. <laughs> uh huh. See, I was like, that's for me because those are the types of jokes that are just like written for me that like the average person is probably like huh uh-huh. but, like i'm like yeah i like specifically odd things like that and, and she committed like, she committed to it too mm-hmm. she's like yeah you know the way he's talking about the, like something she's uh-huh. like, okay ron yeah <laughs> her and this little like um pixie cut old wig bus driver yes um yeah, I like her character. I think she is definitely a stand. I mean, it's so hard because there's so many standouts here. I have my standout. We'll get to her. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine who. Um, but I think she she very much is playing that older black woman teacher who, I mean, I can't say everybody has had because, you know, I don't know your life. Um, but I'm sure you can imagine if you've had a black teacher in before. They're or out there, black yeah. Teacher. They're out there. Um, yeah. She's so good. Um, and I think she's very much like the season that I've been, I've been through this all before. There's been many, I've been through many Avas. I've been through many principals. I've been through many Janines, you know, but all, you know, like I've seen it all. Um, and yet she still has a level of like, rather than being dejected and like, I don't care. She just cares in her own way. She's learned yeah. to really, which I think she emphasizes a lot in the first and second episode of like i've learned to sort of work the system as best as i can and you know 
She's doing the best she can with what she what got. She got. Oh. Um, <laughs> God, thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, she she really is like she represents a real teacher. You know, just this is it is what it is. I just want to do a good job. I recognize the constraints, and I'm not trying to like rock the boat because I recognize I'm not like. You know, and that, I think that's what makes her a great foil, I would say, to Janine is that she's like giving her the honesty, the realness. But Janine's like, no, we can do better. We can do better. And I think it, it kind of pushes both of them in a way. Do you feel like she changes at all? Like Barbara becomes a little bit more optimistic because of Janine? Or is she consistently like, no, nothing's going to happen? Um, I think she... I think she becomes a little bit friendlier towards Janine because she sees how she's constantly trying to just do, like she sees how her heart is in the right place and she's just constantly trying to do the best she can. Mm-hmm. And so instead of just like blowing her off, like she did a lot in the first episode, I think now she's more so like, uh, I don't think that's necessary. Like, as opposed to just like straight up ignoring her, which I think was a lot of what was on pilot. Yeah. I don't know. It's, a little too early to tell, but um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll just see about her. I loved in the, I guess that was the second episode where she's just like goes on a, a break to get her nails done. I was like, first During of lunch, all, yeah. the nerve. Second of all, yes. Um, and I also like that she is being that like older mentor woman to not just Janine, but also um, not everybody hates Chris. Um, you said it earlier, and it just t- Greg. Thank you. Yeah, to Greg. Um, yeah. Because uh, that's you know that that shows first of all you know you don't want the characters always to interact with characters. Yeah. Um, but also like he's also in a sort of like new teacher position. So like, yeah, know. that's yeah. Should we move? Should we go to Greg? Talk about your Greg. <laughs> Like Greg, yeah. So Greg to me is set up set up interest in an interesting way because he said he was supposed to be a principal, remember? Mm-hmm. But then they gave the job to Ava. But he seems like he's so new to teaching, like he doesn't know what he's doing, and he just thinks he's just going to be a sub. Do you get? The I sense? don't think he. I don't think he is ever taught. Yeah, exactly. But I'm like, but you trying to be the principal? Mm-hmm. But that's Which the I thing. think is, it's another, I mean, it's a, it's it's a thing. thing. Yeah, it's a it's thing. Like, but maybe they're showing, like, hey, maybe she gets some experience first. But I also or think it, it, it goes to show that, like, even if he had become the principal of Ava, would things be drastically different or not? Probably not, because he doesn't, again, he doesn't know what he's I think he explained either. that he went through, like, principal, like, some training program training or whatever which you know that puts him ahead of ava but that you know barely as you and i both know like being in the classroom is one thing being outside of the classroom is another and it's it's hard to be a, i don't think you can successfully be a principal if you have not spent time in the class absolutely you're trying to you're trying to coach people on teaching like let's say you have a new teacher and you're coming in and telling them what to do if you've never done it you have no idea you're like yeah i think I think that's what you do, I guess. Mm-hmm. I see other teachers do it. Exactly. And even then, it's like, 
it's not like I've been teaching for a little less than 10 years now. And I would never say that I'm anywhere near ready to be somebody's fucking principal because every single year that I've taught, I've experienced such different things, either from kids or just like from the school itself or just curriculum and just like learning or understanding certain things differently, better or mm-hmm. worse. Who knows? Um, and I feel like it takes it takes a long time to be a quote unquote good teacher Mm-hmm. And so I think it takes even longer for you to be at a point where you can be like, well, now I think I know how to run, excuse me, run a school because being a principal, you know, you can be an amazing teacher, but you can also be a shitty principal. Yep. Those were those call upon skills that you do not exercise as a teacher. Um, no, there's no. more, there's more like adult interactions that happen at a certain level that you don't experience as a teacher. And there's definitely a like, the adult management piece is pretty mm-hmm. huge. Like I, I would say conversely, we talked about like someone needs to have teaching experience to be a principal. I would say even if someone has teaching experience, they still need another skill set. Cause like you just said- Some like level that. of leadership. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause like I learned that when I, I was a teacher leader facilitator um, at my charter school. And what that meant was each subject had teacher leader facilitators across the district of charter schools across the network. And we would get together during PD days and we would be in charge of the professional development. Like, you know, what are we doing for that 90 minute session? Like, you know, what are we focusing on? Are we focused on literature? Are we focused on literacy skills? What are, are we focusing on grammar? All that kind of stuff. And just the level of pushback is very different from kids. You know, with kids, you can be like, just sit down. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm call your parents. Can I do that with adults? With adults, you have to figure out a way to get them to buy into whatever you're trying to do, like convince them and sell it to them. So basically you're basically a salesman at that point. Yeah. So, hey, this is what we're trying to do. It's our new initiative, standard, standards-based grading. Hey, mm-hmm. yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but based on what we've seen so far, it seems like he has nearly taught a single class until he got here. Um, and he seemed, I mean, to be honest, and I think mm-hmm. I've said this on my social I this character was written after me because his entire aura and existence as a teacher is literally me. <laughs> Not so much as it as I exist as a teacher now, but definitely like my early years and a little bit today um, of just like this like I'm just here kind of what no oh kids keep drawing like I literally have a wall I mean, see this wall but like in my classroom I I can't <laughs> wait to go I've been teaching from home. Um, but when I get back to my classroom next week, I literally have like a wall of just like art that kids have just drawn for me throughout the year to the point where uh, I had to just, I'm just like, ugh. some of it is send, also my own. What? Send me a picture of some. I will, I will, I will. Um, if you ever notice when I uh, take a picture of myself at work, I'm usually at my desk and you'll see it in the background. Um, but I will definitely continue to do that. So when I, so that, when that plot point happened in the most recent episode, I was like, Oh my god, literally me, because it's funny, and you look at the class, I mean, my classroom's in between two other classrooms, mm-hmm. and you just look at them, both of the classrooms, they are just run by women, very much feel like, oh, like, look at all these things we printed out and are hanging, and these posters, <laughs> and, like, these little, like, bitmoji things, and then, mm-hmm. you know, the other classroom, not as elaborate, but still feels like all this, like, warmness and inviting, and then mine just is, like, I put up the materials that they gave us at the beginning of the year and I put up some uh, kids work and like I have a few visual anchors here and there but like yeah and I have like one this is so funny I put up one thing to show like 
fun warmthness and it was like these cupcake prints out things that show like you could say the they're like um every month it's a different cupcake and i just wrote every kid's birthday on there for like Aww. whatever month it was and i was like there that's me showing personality <laughs> um and don't get me started on the goddamn bulletin boards i have been at war with bulletin boards my entire teacher profession but that's for i hate them i'm sure I'm that's real... gonna be a plot point at some point oh yeah absolutely show. um but Ava's not gonna mandate them but yeah i i um i hate them i hate them I remember at one charter school, we had to change them every six weeks. And I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what to put up here. Well, okay. Right? Student work. It was all student work was student the go-to. Work. Student work, yeah. At my school now, it's every every month is themed after something. So it's like, can't even just do student work. It has to be themed for the fucking month. It's Jesus. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I also appreciated his storyline from the second episode where he had to like, um, have a difficult conversation with parent because story of my life i hate having those conversations and oftentimes they're as simple as you can't be late or don't be showing up yeah um and they often go as well as his went initially like oh i didn't know yeah yeah a lot of times parents are supportive um sometimes they're not but yeah a lot of times they are because you know we're we're on the same team and i think that that to me was a learning experience teaching at a private school was that, you know, parents can come in hot and be very defensive, but it's like, hey, we're on the same team. I just want the best for your child. That is why I'm saying these things. And if you can communicate that in some way, they're like, okay, I see what you mean. But yeah, yeah. but um, he, he will be interesting to see him, um, you know, cause he's staying for the kids, like he says. Um, at some point, you know, we're just waiting for that. Will they want they romance? She has to break up, or will she break up first? Or will they have this little tryst in the supply I mean, closet? It's, it's very Jim and Pam, like you know. Yeah. I think at the beginning, Pam was with somebody else, and Jim was kind of just pining for her. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. We well, I'm excited see. for him. I feel like I was like, yes, I feel seen. I feel represented on this show. Um, but he's fun. Fun, fun, fun. Funny. His delivery. I gotta say, everybody hates Chris is really funny as an actor. No, he's great. Uh, he's, he's definitely very dry, which is great for this character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was, that was great. Attractive. And attractive, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very different from... Tall. Very tall. Very different from um, Dear White People. The movie. Oh, okay. I was like, don't dear white people but yes yeah but um shall we move on to ava the principal um sure so yeah ava's my favorite janelle james i've been following her for years i went she has like this little comedy festival she does in brooklyn i've been to it um i've seen her like playing bit parts you know she'll be like a day player on some show like you know the homeless woman or whatever like she's played characters she's been on podcasts and so it's really great to see her get her moment and i think this is an amazing role for her she just i think she eats every scene she's in just she comes in and just says stuff and it's just so like wild this character um yeah she's ava's my favorite because she is chaotic she clearly and she is a real thing you know like this principal who shouldn't be a principal literally shouldn't be a principal and it's because of a relationship and that is often 
and in the industry, I would say. And then, you know, I see that in TV and film. Somebody just happened to get a job because they're in a relationship with somebody and they're incompetent and don't care. And she plays it so well. It is caused feelings for certain people on social media. <laughs> but uh, I think I just I, it's just fine. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely like a scene stealer. Like she's eating up the scenery, like you said. Um yeah, I think it's, I feel like the average person is going to say like, oh, she's the funniest person here. And like, I can see why definitely. I mean, I laugh at the things she's like, her, her delivery is also very funny. Um, oh, um, but she's not my favorite character, but um, she just feels a little obvious. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think like, I love there's also this like small thread of like her like doomsday prepper like part of her personality <laughs> that like it was introduced in the second episode and it briefly came back back up I think in the third one. It's like you never um, know. So I, I hope that that becomes like a recurring thing like not every episode so. but like I throughout so. the series as a whole of just like her constantly worrying about like the end of the world and the times. And so I'm like you gotta address COVID or something like what was her response to COVID you know like if that existed if that existed in this world yeah no but um i feel like something bad is gonna happen well i guess that was the the lights going out mm-hmm. i guess that was her see <laughs> yeah. totally not yeah totally not um appropriate yeah for that job uh, yeah but no, she's God. my favorite who's your favorite is it greg I think it's a combination of Barb and Greg. Greg, because I see myself in him, and I like the way. Or you see um, him in you. I see. I I see men, um, in <laughs> me. Um, the, the line delivery is 75. good, but I think <laughs> not on this. Podcast, <laughs> not on this. No. This is an educational podcast. Um. I think Barb, because I think overall, she's just like, I feel like her, she just has a lot of like intended and unintendedly funny things about them. So I feel like it's a tie between both of them. And then I would I say Ava. That. I, I feel like that. if you want an immediate laugh, Ava is the funny one. I if think... you want something that's going to be like, oh, that was funny because I had to think about it, I think the other two. I get that. I do wonder what I would have thought of Ava if I didn't know Janelle James for so long, because like I was just so excited for her as an actress. I think you would feel the same knowing know what I know about you. Um, I think you would have resonated with her character or felt like her character. I mean, would you ask Beyonce to delete Lemonade, like stuff like that? It's just so like that, ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> just like those lines. Just, just I did like to be. Because she was so over the top, particularly in the first episode and in the second episode, the third episode she felt a lot more grounded. And she's mm. like, "Okay, okay, I'll help you." And like, she's yeah, genuinely like, like, yeah, it's like she showed genuine, like, and it's that thing right? like Michael Scott in the office, like as ridiculous as he was, he did have many moments of just like humanness yeah. of like, "All right, you're not a complete unreasonable, just crazy boss." But I-, I like that she's still consistent because. Even when she helped with the TikTok video, she still used it to her own advantage and got the little foot uh-huh. thing. And I don't oh know gosh. what that was on her face. I did. 
modern science, man. <laughs> I did love when they had like all the like supporter TikTok people who came to like Barb's room and then she like tells them to leave. She's like, shameful, shameful. What are you doing? Team. Yeah, sh- sh- yeah. yeah. Shameful. And she didn't want to ran in with them. <laughs> Two scenes earlier, you see her gleefully walking down the damn yeah. hallway with them. And I'm like, okay, that was pretty funny. Yeah, she a um, mess. I do also love, I mean, this is what happens on all of these mockumentary type shows of like, when they play towards the camera of like, what's happening? Um, I feel like Modern Family didn't do it as much. Parks and Recreation, I think, did it pretty well. And obviously, yeah. But I like how they're doing it here. I do wonder what is the like blocking. And the camera work, like how do they rehearse and everything? Because it feels like you know a lot of times, especially for Ava, a lot of times somebody is talking about her or talking about a situation, and then they pan over to her, and she makes it worse. You know what I mean? Like in the beginning, when they, when Janine found realized that her email was going to be read by Ava, they panned over to Ava, and she's like, uh, "Attention, we're going to have a teacher meeting because apparently one teacher doesn't like me." You know, like she. For her to happen to be standing right there, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. she was walking down the hall, she stopped, and then you turn, and there's Ava. But anyway, that's, you know, think about camera work and stuff like that. That sounds like domestic labor that I'm not trying to be about. <laughs> I'm but trying yeah. to live a life of luxury. That's TV. Yeah. So, but yeah. You want to get to the whites? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't care about the boy. I really don't care about him at all. Yeah, I mean, he's, I mean, we'll get to him. But Melissa, uh, Melissa, she's good. There's not a lot to say about her. She's been pretty, uh, this is going to sound bad, but like, it's it's pretty one note so far. Um, But good. I mean, she's funny. Like, I get it. She's like, very, like, Italian woman. Like, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Like, that kind of a vibe. Um, And don't ask questions. (laughs) Yeah. Who's asking questions? I did like that running gag of the last, or the second episode where she had like the, like some fish meal that she prepared for like something and yeah like, and oh, then it, my fish. that was hilarious yeah when the lights went out like mm-hmm. just so 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 small but like yeah. it just yeah i love that she's like oh no but like i that's also such a like reality like i've had moments where like oh like a teacher has like prepared something for like something else and they're just saving it there and it's like oh i gotta go check on it make sure nobody touched it or like <laughs> leaving an aggressive, you know, note on it no, or anything. No, please do not touch, yeah. Um, sorry, I just remembered something that I would tell you off camera about something that happened at school. But um, not this school that I went uh, a different one. Anyway, yeah, so I, I think she, I think she's probably going to get an episode soon that's going to be a little bit more focused on focused, her. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. Why she became a teacher and all that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Tony, yeah. something about Tony. Let's uh, okay, that. Uh, that was the guy's name that she called. Oh yeah, Tony. She was like Tony. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Who's asking questions? Why are you asking so many yeah. questions? <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about. Her. Yeah, same. Um. I think it's fun how her connections to the mob or whatever like helps like she's the one who got the rugs in the end mm-hmm. uh philadelphia eagles rug <laughs> right. uh, which is fine but yeah so we'll see i feel like that'll continue to be a runner 
one thing I will say is because I, I don't think we mentioned this, but like we both got a chance to read like the pilot script prior to the show coming mm-hmm. out, I guess. Um, and I thought it was a pretty funny script in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Even watching the first episode live when it came out, I was like, damn, even though I knew what was happening in the episode, what was going to happen, the performances themselves really made it come alive Absolutely. in a way that like reading it wasn't enough. And I yes. could like I remember people when we talked about the script. I was like, "Oh, I can envision what somebody in this role or whoever is going to have this role is going to do," but just seeing it happen and just like what these actors are doing with into them, which is already good, mm-hmm. is elevating it to like amazing. They got some Absolutely. really good comedic actors. Absolutely. But on to our cis white man. Um, What's his name? Uh, Johnny. I don't know. <laughs> Jacob. Jacob. Jacob, of Hill. course. Of course. A history teacher. Very happy. Really trying to be woke. You know, he went to Africa. He wants to let you know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. He had his little mini subplot in the last episode about trying to turn that printer copy machine thing into something useful. Which, you know, cute. You're like, we gotta give him something to do. Yeah. But um, I'm sure he'll get something more meaningful as the season goes on. That feels like Quinta turned in the script and ABC was like, We need we... at least one more white. Can we have a white guy, please. You know, just it's like relatable. we're already We're already putting you guys on the black night of our content <laughs> blocks, but we just need one more little like you know, we just feel like young. there would be one young just... white guy. What if there was just oh this is how it starts. What if there was just like one more young person, right? Like just like another young like what if there were like a guy, right? But this should be different from Janine. Like, what would be, like, the opposite of Janine? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it would be, like, a white guy, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, like do what you want. But I feel like, like, that'd be interesting, right? Like, what does a white guy teacher look like in this urban... Like, that just, just go for it. Yeah, probably, yeah. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. But you did notice that they basically have a black knight on. I did not, because I don't know. I don't follow... Oh, yeah, I heard about that, yeah. I mean, it's basically Steve Harvey some reason followed by Abbott Elementary followed by Blackish Finals and, and then Queens oh shit that is <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised but I think because they've now positioned the new Wonder Years in the Blackish slot that now that's like the family comedy mm-hmm. so that went to family comedy night but um yeah I didn't realize that until the second episode when I was like I just kept Abbott Elementary on and then it was like oh the Blackish premiere uh, and I was like oh okay that makes sense these two shows kind of Miller Synergy. And then when it was Queens next, I was like, what am I watching? UPN? What is this? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was like, so this is like putting all your black content on one night? Got it. And not saying, just, they won't notice. Right. <laughs> and not even in like a scandal how to get with murder kind of way. It was kind of just like a, literally we have five black shows and four of them Come are on. on the same. Yeah, it's, it's not a, yeah, it's not a seamless like, right. Thematic is just they happen to have black characters. No, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. not even funny. like a, oh, this is our Shonda night, and she just happens to have two shows that are like led by black women, and that's why they're together. Um, it's like no, we just have all our black content. We need one black family show, so that one's gonna get over there. <laughs> Good times. Um, yeah. um, I think that 
basically covers oh i guess the janitor he's fun yeah he's fun he's 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 great for like little one-liners and like runners and stuff like that he's fun yeah Yeah. i see him evolving as a character in the same way that all the like hr people from um the office and like the background like uh what was her name uh retta's character i forgot her name um donna on parts yeah, and recreation yeah. like those kind of like we've been there from the beginning and you kind of see a little bit some pieces but she as the series get, goes donna, on donna didn't get a talking head until like season four really Mm-hmm. oh wow i never noticed that yeah she just Probably. was there and then finally she had something to say oh, right <laughs> in an interview <laughs> really like, yeah i guess you have something to say what do you yeah. what do you think donna <laughs> oh gone girl or not gone girls good girls good girls it's sad what happened? It got canceled. Oh, but it was like what four seasons? Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, well, four, se- four opp- seasons right now is pretty good. There'll be other opportunities for her. Yeah, she just spent all those teacher. years on Parks and Recreation. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's all I got too. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see more episodes. I wish I wish I could binge watch it. I just I want the other episodes now. Yeah. I think it, this has come in such a good time when we just we just lost Insecure and like there's like this like hole for black content and I think this particular show for me at least fills that void of like a good black show that like is funny and like not like really anything else out there currently which is good yeah absolutely so we'll see what happens next yeah. Uh our next ep- the next episode comes out tomorrow night. So we'll probably review that either later this week or over the weekend. We'll see. Uh, I'm so I'm so tempted to get something cuz I have to watch it on Hulu when it's the next day and it's just be so excruciating that wait. Oh, you don't have right. Yeah, I can't watch it Tuesday. I'm like, why can't it be like HBO? HBO puts the episodes up at the same time that they air. Uh, whatever. That's why HBO's in the league. Yeah, that might be that's why. That's exactly why. But yeah, so we will see what happens next with these characters and now it'll be a little bit easier to cover because we can talk about just one episode and like yes. the particulars of that episode and the moments scene by scene. So yeah, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Anything right. else? No, we are not going to do a lesson learned situation for now. It'll probably come back at some point, but for now, we're just going to put a pause on that part. But I'm excited for the show. Can't wait to see what else it gives. And yeah. Likewise. Them all the Likewise. All the, all the words. Mm-hmm. All of them. Even for the sure. Grammy. <laughs> I mean, hey, for music, who knows? It happens. They just have to have a musical episode. Yeah. <laughs> a comedy album or something, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. Yeah. Spoken word. <laughs> Alrighty. We'll be back next week. Class is dismissed. Keep asking, Bye. Bye. <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll work on that.